Hello, welcome to the What Men Need to Know About the Women That They're Dating podcast. <laughs> um, I'm your hostess, Anna, and I will be guiding you through today's podcast. Um, let's get right into it. Today's topic is types of women, eh, types of men that women can love and or hate. What are they? Are you one of those guys? Find out what she really thinks coming up. All right, so these are in absolutely no specific order. Type one, mama's boy. Okay, why chicks dig it? Chicks dig it because if you're mama's boy, it means you're into family, especially mom. (laughs) We kind of take that to mean, you know, well, we'll never take mom's place ever. We know that you have the capacity to to love and respect women. And that sits well with us as as women ourselves, of course. Also, having general value of family, um, that can be important to a lot of us if we're looking to settle down. So that's the upside of it. Now, chicks hate the mama's boy because, well, we worry about your independence from mom. I mean, financially or otherwise, um, emotionally, whatever. Are you independent? I mean, does mom control like any aspects of your life? Are you dependent on her in in any way? Are you dependent on, on her? You know, does she pay your bills? Does she pick out your clothes? I mean, where do you, to what extent, you know, I'm, um, do you have to check on her to see if it's okay to date someone i mean you know if so this may be reason for concern another reason you know we we don't like the mama's boys for the question of is your relationship close but healthy or might you have serious mommy issues does she control your decision making or like like i kind of alluded to just now does she control your decision making or are you are you 100 percent able to stand up against her (laughs) i mean Seriously, if it all comes down to it, can you stand up against her? Are your major life choices your mother's or your own? Again, we worry because, you know, I mean, what if she doesn't like us? You know, then what? Are you going to dump us because mommy said so? Um, This can be worrisome because, yeah, what if she doesn't like us? What if we butt heads, you know, later on down the road? What if we hit it off at first, butt heads down the road? Who will you ultimately side with? Um, We want to be number one in your life. And it's normal that we become the number one woman in your life eventually. That's just the, the, the way that the life goes. You know, um, you leave your home and you love your mom still, but you love her from a distance. You know, how is mom, um, you know, going to take such a prospect? And do you have the strength to say, you know, I wouldn't say F you to mom, but, you know, to say, sorry, mom, but I'm doing what is best for me and my future wife or whatever. Anyway, yeah, how will you take it basically? Okay. So let's move along to the next type. Type two, the bad boy. Why chicks take the bad boy type is because, all right, well, stereotypical bad boys are usually exciting, unpredictable, spontaneous, and also a little dangerous. And women like that they like that element of excitement and predictability, like spontaneity, etc. And a lot of us women, um, you know, as, as human beings, as, as women, 
at least those of us who like to daydream and fantasize a lot, we enjoy someone with an air of mystery about them. As long as the mystery can be kept alive, the infatuation can be sustained. Um, that's usually not the case long-term down the road. It's hard to do. I mean, unless you're dating a total con, which wouldn't be good either. But, you know, it's a it's, it's still a fantasy that, that a lot of women do have. Um, also, bad boys can seem chivalrous at times. Sometimes we women enjoy the notion that our man will fight for us or is willing to fight for us even if, yeah, when, when it comes down to it, it's a little barbaric. Nonetheless, it usually it's usually preferred to a guy who won't stick up for us or else he turns into a doormat when, when confronted. That is a major turnoff for a lot of us. Um, that is one of my like main, 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 main turnoffs. I would, you know, I don't want a barbaric guy, but I don't want a guy that's going to turn into a doormat either. Finally, another attractive kind of bad boy trait is confidence, which which we all know is something infinitely appealing to both sexes. So what are some of the reasons that chicks hate a bad boy? Chicks hate bad boys because for one, bad boys are also stereotypically alpha. And while not inherently a bad thing to be alpha, as of course there are alpha females as well, um, still, um, Alpha males can be viewed as, you know, stereotypical hotheads, you know, um, potentially. Um, the extreme opposite of, of, a, of being a doormat or a pushover. We don't want someone who's always fighting or arguing with us or worst case scenario that can, can turn potentially violent, you know. I mean, those two things kind of sometimes go hand in hand you don't have somebody it's rare i don't i don't even think i've ever seen a case where you got someone who is violent physically and yet they're they're a pushover i mean it just yeah yeah they could be a pushover in a certain way but they're still an alpha male um and they're they're hothead and they're uh, chances are they're probably a bad boy too i think that that you know, shoving a woman into a hamper or something. I think that qualifies you as a bad boy. I don't know. Um, it's pretty bad. <laughs> um, anyway, another thing. Um, there can be a thing as too much confidence. Um, I, I mentioned that women like the confidence that a bad boy portrays. Um, but there can be a thing as too much confidence. And because it, it essentially, it turns into, there's a point where it, it turns into something that resembles more, you know, cockiness or arrogance, you know, um, which of course is a turnoff. And, uh, okay. There's other potential bad boy pitfalls. Um, he could be a potential player. You know, we get the image that he, he lacks commitment, seriousness. He doesn't want to settle down, etc. He wants to play the field. He's potentially too impulsive. I mean, we like, you know, a guy that'll, you know, do something spontaneously, but we don't like, I mean, you can't live if, if you're too impulsive. So, um, it's too, you know, we get the image of someone that's too much of a risk taker and so forth. And a bad boy lifestyle in general can be tied into a number of un undesirable traits, such as, you know, being too spontaneous or free spirited or, um, you know, maybe cheat on us or something. Um, that might mean an inability to settle down. Um, or it could mean that they're maybe a slacker even, or they're not accepting a life of responsibilities. You know, they're, they won't hold a steady job. You know, they, they just kind of like float around and just, you know, go, go where the wind blows them. And 
they're not a free spirit in the sense of that being a good thing though um ultimately the bad boy type it leaves a lot to be desired i'll just say that type three the mysterious casanova why chicks dig it well who wouldn't want a person or mate who always always keeps them guessing who always holds their intrigue because they never fully reveal who they really are allowing your mind to fill in the blanks for yourself you never you never tire of this person this person's always just whoever you want make them out to be um so that's why mysterious casanova is like the ultimate you know chick fantasy i guess i don't know why chicks hate it though it's kind of impossible to be a Casanova, um, to remain, and this is what I kind of said before, to remain 100% mysterious throughout the course of a, an actual relationship um, without without being a player or a con or without raising eyebrows or suspicions in some regard. For women, this is a double-edged sword. On one hand, we want the mystery aspect. On the other, we're going to start wondering at some point, what's he hiding and why is he hiding it from us? You know, so... You can't keep up the Casanova act. You just can't. So that's the major probably downfall. It just doesn't work in the long run. It's, it's, it, in practice, it just doesn't work out. If you maintain an air of mystery, she's going to want to know, why aren't you telling me jack shit about you? Uh, if after a reasonable period of time, a guy hasn't, say, you know, let us see his home, let us come over to his place, let us in on where he works <laughs> exactly, or he hasn't let us meet his friends or his family, um, he hasn't even told us their names, he hasn't told us where he's from, he, uh, just to name a few things. We're going to resent that far more than we're going to enjoy it, um, ultimately. Or if he doesn't tell us about himself, certain aspects of his past or who he who he is you know we're gonna start to wonder um you know what what he's hiding and also you know the conversations might eventually probably they're gonna feel a little a little one-sided you know like uh, um here i am telling <laughs> telling you all about me and there you are like just smiling mysteriously in your corner um <laughs> so yeah let's move on type four the nice guy okay so opposite the bad boy on the spectrum you could say we have the nice guy who by the way usually gets a bad rap from from <laughs> from like everyone i guess um but he does have his desirable traits and let's see what these are and why chicks dig it um believe it or not women do deep down like and desire to be treated kindly nicely if you will no human being in their right mind wants to be treated like garbage we all desire to be respected you know within our relationships and so forth so in this simple almost just obvious sense that's where we all like the nice guy or, or what we all like about the nice guy um he's nice <laughs> i mean what more what can i say he's, he's nice i mean we want to be treated nicely so there's a nice guy all right um now why chicks hate it um a couple of areas where the nice guy sort of loses his appeal first off there's there is such a thing as being too nice and where well it's funny if a guy is too nice to us sometimes we start to lose our respect for him isn't that kind of stupid how that is it's like the more a guy acts nice to us the more we lose our respect and i could explain it to you um psychologically what why this happens um it's because we start seeing him as as real almost uh, it's, it's hard to explain he's not going to challenge us he's not going to you know he's just going to give in to us all the time and, and we we see that as a flaw we see that as you know being not equal to us being lower than us so we don't respect things that are 
not on our level, at least. If you want me to go on about the psychology, it's, it's simply that in relationships, we women desire to see our partners at least as our equal. So yeah, that's the psychology behind that. It's compliments are great and, and fantastic ego boosters, and we need them um, now and then. But when a guy fawns over us or dotes on us to an extreme, to a point where he almost seems to be, you know, saying over and over again with every gesture and every word that he's too lucky to be with us, that we're too good for him, that, you know, we're way out of his league. That comes across as insecurity and it, it plants a seed or multiple seeds of doubt in our minds. Because maybe we are out of his league. I mean, we start wondering, you know, maybe we are out of his league. Huh? Maybe I am the better of us too. Maybe I am all these things that he's saying. Maybe I should be put on a pedestal. Maybe he is lower than I am. Maybe I should look down on him. Um, maybe he is pathetic. That maybe I can do better, etc., etc. Um, do you see why that happens? Kind of when we don't want to be the better one. When you're at least equal to us in our eyes, that keeps our respect and hence our desire. It keeps it alive. We don't want to see you as as sympathetic, um, schmuck. That's our charity case, or someone that we're doing a favor for by being with. And when a guy treats us like he's dirt and he doesn't deserve us, see, it's actually about him more than it is about us this time. It's it's about how we view him more than it is about us. Then, then we start to stop looking at it like the partnership that it's supposed to be. Um, so don't do that. Um, I don't know. So I, I just want to reiterate and emphasize that being nice or treating us well and complimenting us now and then, surprising us with gifts or, you know, candlelight dinners or romantic stuff or with, you know, what have you. This stuff is absolutely all great, but there's a difference between that and straight out acting like you're our dog, okay? Another thing chicks tend not to like about quote-unquote nice guys um, has to do with the stereotype of a nice guy also being a bit of a doormat. We've been touching on this um, quite a bit. To a lot of us people out there, these two things just seem not purposely interchangeable. The nice guy and the pushover who can hold his own, like speak up for yourself. The nice guy and the pushover who can't hold his own or speak up for himself, much less for us. And it makes some logical sense in that when a person is too nice, it makes sense that we might interpret part of being nice as, well, doing whatever it takes to never be rude at all costs. And somebody that is like that, it just psychologically, we imagine that that person, they're scared. I would do anything it takes not to be seen as rude. The person who thinks like that, who has that mentality, um, is scared of being seen as rude. They want to, they're a people pleaser. They want to please everyone. And why is that? Uh, do they have low self-esteem? Um, are they, do they, hurt easily? Are their feelings hurt like super easy? Um, and why is that? So yet again, more explanation as to why the nice guy thing kind of has failed over time. But you can still be a nice guy. You can still be nice and not be a quote-unquote nice guy. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in a future segment, future installment. But yeah, just, just keep that in mind. You can be nice without being a nice guy. This does not mean by any means to go out and be abusive, okay? So our next type, by the way, there are way more types than we're going to be able to get to today. Um, I mean, the list is pretty much endless when it comes to types that women both love and hate. Um, but 
They're just a handful of the better known types or whatever. You know, if you even want to put people into a box like that. I'm usually not a big fan of that, but yet here we are. All right. Um, all right. So let's move on and do a couple more. And then um, if it turns out to be the case, um, maybe we'll do part two um, with even more types that women love and hate. Um, and why they love and hate them. Um, so anyway, the next number is our career-driven man. This can be really appealing to some chicks. Like, some chicks can really dig a career-driven man because it means he's <laughs> he's got a great career and he's going to make a lot of money. He's going to be able to support us and we might not have to work and, and that would be awesome because then we can stay at home all day and watch the reruns of 90 Day Fiance, whatever. That's a good thing. Um, men that are career-driven, um, you know, okay, career-driven, but don't get me wrong, career-driven men do not only appeal to gold diggers, okay? Um, career, sometimes, you know, we... We look at career as being symbolic of just, you know, stability in life, you know, um, being able to decide on a path, set a goal for yourself, decide on a path, course to, toward getting that goal and actually, you know, follow that path and achieve it. Um, it, it shows that, you're, that someone could be disciplined. It shows that they could be, you know, well-grounded, you know, they're not living like some you know, they're not like lost in La La Land somewhere, some fantasy world where like, you know, they're not realistic about things. It, it, it shows, you know, it shows business savvy, perhaps. It shows dedication, you know, um, someone that works hard is, is a dedicated person, that's for sure. Um, shows even loyalty to an extent. I mean, are they loyal to their company? Are they loyal to their brand? Are they loyal to their work? <laughs> Whatever. Um, it shows so many good traits, you guys, that, um, it's it's hard to to really it's going to be hard to you know say what's wrong with this um but yeah it it, it shows a lot of, of it, it conveys a lot of really strong a lot of, it conveys a lot of strengths a lot of really strong attributes um we do see someone who's career driven as someone who is strong someone who can probably hold their own you know like in a their you know, in a boardroom meeting and getting attacked from one side. Well, not, I mean, it, we just get this image of, of a very strong individual who who has their life really put together. Um, now, the reason why chicks don't like a career-driven gentleman would be because sometimes a guy gets married to his career or a woman to um, a person. Sometimes a person can become married to their career. And when that happens, they... When you, think happens um they start to neglect us they start to neglect you know their home life their family life whatever um then of course if they're working overtime we're afraid they might run off with their secretary you know um these are normal fears of course i mean working late again you know if his nose is buried in his work and he doesn't have time to you know even you know to go out you know once in a while for a nice dinner or take a vacation with you or, you know, just go for a walk or something. Um, cause he's always constantly, constantly working. That's not appealing at all. Um, it, it makes for a really lonely life for a lot of women, you know, um, and all the money in the world couldn't, couldn't make up for that. So that's why chicks kind of, that's the down, downfall, downside of, um, of a 
highly, highly career-oriented man, someone that's married to his career. Um, don't get me wrong, there could be like a middle ground. Um, a guy can be career-oriented oriented and not, quote-unquote, married to his career. I mean, um, a guy can balance this stuff. I'm, uh, I'm just saying, though, that there is that risk, you know, with, with someone that's super, super into their, like their life is their, you know, their work is their life, is their selves, is their, you know, being, you know, um, another thing that could happen is, God forbid they get fired, that they will experience that loss of their job as, as like a death, you know, um, and they could potentially get very depressed and, and it's just, a, it could be a downward spiral. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. Should we do one more or should we call it a, uh, or should we call it a day? Let's see. Let's try to do one more. So number six, then. How about the nerdy guy or AKA the cerebral guy, AKA the bookworm, you know, the really studious type, that, that guy. Why do girls dig him? Well, you know what? What's not to love about, you know, a nerdy guy? I mean, seriously, he's brainy. He knows a lot about a lot of stuff. Um, he's a good conversationalist. He's, he's hot, but he's like hot in a really like under the radar kind of way. So we're not really worried about like, you know, really, a really attractive girl, like coming up and hitting on him. Cause you know, he, she's probably shy. <laughs> At least that's the stereotype. He could be shy. Um, but you know, I mean, he, that's why we dig him. Cause he, he's got like a, an allure about him that's under the radar. It's really, um, you know, um, he might be the type that, you know, doesn't speak often, but when he does, what comes out of his mouth is just like amazing. And if, especially if you're, you know, into that kind of thing, I mean, I am, I love, I love brains. Um, I, I love intelligence. Intelligence is so up on my list of, you know, what somebody needs to have in order for me to be happy with them. Um, intelligence is so important, but, um, if, if you, if you're the type of girl that, you know, that's important, you know, it, that values intelligence like, like I do, um, then, you know, nerdy, nerdy guys, like really awesome, really hot, really, you know, good conversationalist, like I said, um, probably listens, which whether he is or isn't, that can almost come across as if he's caring, you know, the caring type. It, it seems warm. It seems inviting. It seems like he's listening, you know, um, like paying attention, whether he is or not. I mean, his brain might be like off, you know, computing algorithms for his next, you know, um, AI project or something like that. I don't know. But he does come across at least as, as, um, you know, soft, I guess, um, in a way. Um, and he seems approachable too, um, easy to talk to because of the fact that, you know, someone that's a little shy, that kind of opens the door, whether you're shy or not, it opens the door for you to be the the initiator, the one who, um, you know, initiates things. Um, I'm more apt, I know, I am more apt to, to walk up to somebody who is, who's seemingly shy and soft-spoken and start a conversation with them than I am with um, Mr. Popularity jock boy over there. Um, not only would I not want to talk to Mr. Popularity jock boy, but I would, you know, I, I he's intimidating, you know. So um, maybe I should have, we should have um, 
actually covered him as one of our points, but uh, I didn't think about that ahead of time, so we're not going to. Um, anyway, back to the nerdy boy. So, I don't know. Again, there are a lot of um, positive attributes that a quote-unquote nerdy, seemingly nerdy person, individual, um, guy, whatever, can, can appear as if they have. Um, depending on who you are, you value that more or less, you know. Um, one good thing, of course, is that you, you're never going to, probably never, never going to get bored with him. Um, it sounds kind of odd because you'd think that, you know, of all these people, of all the types that exist out there, you know, that a guy could possibly be, who is the most exciting one? Who's the one that you could, you know, spend hours with and just, just not ever get bored? And you probably think something along like, you know, the bad boy, the spontaneous guy, you know, alpha male. But in fact, it is the cerebral guy because cerebral guy knows so much, knows, knows something about it, a little something about everything. I mean, because um, he's just cerebral. He spent his life cerebral. He spent his life, um, you know, with his nose in a book. So, um, I don't know. At least that's the stereotype. That That's it at its extreme, extreme, extreme. So let's take a look at why chicks might not necessarily dig cerebral guy so much, nerdy guy. Um, sometimes, big shocker, um, nerdy guy can come across as a bit arrogant. And I don't know if I could... I'm going to try to paint the picture for you. But he's the guy, try to picture this, who, you know, you have a question about something and he'll answer the question, you know, maybe you want to know how to troubleshoot your computer because you tried to install a program and it didn't really work and you're getting this error message that you don't, you don't get and you've tried restarting, you've tried uninstalling and reinstalling and you've tried all the basics, you know, that you know how to do. And, you know, he might, when he's solving your problem, you go to him for help and he might come back at you with like a, kind of like a cocky, arrogant attitude. Um, this does happen a lot with um, with people who actually are intelligent. I mean, and it's almost like, well, haven't they earned the right to to be a bit arrogant? I mean, what's the difference? Be isn't there a difference between arrogance and just knowing that you're smart? Yes, absolutely, there is. Because, and that's that's exactly the problem. Because um, if if nerdy guy can can keep himself to just simply, you know, showing that he's smart without, you know, coming across like he's flaunting it in some way, um, then nerdy guy's a total catch. But that's the problem. There's there's a really fine line between, you know, coming across as smart and coming across as flaunting your smartness. <laughs> um, that was terrible. <laughs> but anyway, um, bottom line, um, nerdy guy quote-unquote nerdy guy, knows that he is smart. Um, so, you know, um, there's a chance that he's going to, I don't know, look down on people. I, I don't know how else to say it, but um, when in a room of 100 people, including yourself, 99 people are dumber than you are, that can lead to some serious, like, I don't know, it's like, you, you, you could still have low self-esteem or, or, or shyness issues or whatnot. You know, you want, you want you know, people's approval. You, you fear rejection and so on and so forth. You fear them not accepting you. 
but at the same time inside you you know you're the smartest one in the goddamn room um it's a very strange phenomenon but it does happen and um it happens to you know people who are are intelligent um it's their cross i guess <laughs> so um yeah anyway just just bottom line is if you are you know nerdy guy look out for that possibility um let me just summarize um and say that just pay attention to how you're being, especially in the beginning, because that's the time when you're trying to make a good first impression. And should you come across as cocky, um, you can come across as an ass. Um, and that is not attractive. And it takes your intelligence and it kind of just, I mean, it doesn't even matter anymore. It's like, because now, you know, your assholeness has totally trumped your intelligence-ness. That's not, <laughs> your assholeness, you're, you're, see, you're coming across like an asshole, like a jerk, like an arrogant, you know, cocksucker, has totally trumped you're coming across as intelligent. And we don't care if you're intelligent, if you're going to be mean to us, you know, if you're going to be a jerk, if you're going to talk, talk down to us. Um, don't talk down to your girl. I mean, like, that's one, that's like probably the major, 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 major downfall. The one major, the one most glaring downfall pitfall that that comes with you know being nerdy guy and that that is exactly precisely that um that is precisely that you know you're gonna like i was i was saying earlier um and i never finished it um, let's say that you she approaches you with that problem about the computer and you know the answer and you tell her and, and, you, and you but but then you you kind of like make her feel dumb for not knowing that you don't do it on purpose i mean or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you are an asshole. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Yeah. Um, just, um, whether you do it on purpose or not, it's no good. Um, but I, I'd almost rather that you, you do it on purpose because then at least it's easier to control. If, if you're not doing it on purpose, do you even know that you're doing it? You know, you have to kind of stop and check yourself. And that's, that's the hard part is to keep stopping and keep checking yourself and, and doing that until, it, you know, you're, adopt a new, um, you know, a new mannerism, a new way of being, um, that doesn't seem like you're talking down or, um, or making her fear inferior. Last thing that I was going to get is sometimes nerdy guys, quote unquote, they can be too stiff, too, too, they feel, they come across as like having an inability to really let loose and relax, like, completely and 100 percent they might be too serious um and as people we love to laugh laughter is so important in a relationship to so many women not to all women um but to so many of us it's so important we need to laugh with our partners and when someone's too serious of course you know that doesn't happen so often um or as often as it would with someone who's more chill so you know that's another pitfall of being or dating a nerdy guy as seen from our POV, from our perspective. So on that note, I would like to wrap up this segment for now. Um, like I said, there are so many types, so many types of, of guys that women love and hate. <laughs> um, and I had actually a bunch more written down, not a bunch, but you know, a a decent amount. Um, we could probably do a part two is what I'm trying to get at. Um, it 
most likely will not be next time, but in the very near future, I'm going to try to try to get get on a part two. I'm going to just wish everybody a wonderful rest of your week, wonderful day. I hope to see you next time. So um, that's about it. I will see you wonderful people next time. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. That is the end of this podcast. <laughs>